Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we're talking about all things strength training, kettlebell training, and just why you need to do it and why kettlebells are the greatest thing to fitness. <laughs> Since <laughs> you know? sliced bread. Since sliced bread. Yeah. So um, let's get cracking, Dan, because I can speak from personal experience here. So when one of the reasons I went to train with Dan was because when we did the Czech Institute stuff, I'm really good at the whole yin stuff, like breathing, the stretching. I can do that till the cows come home. But I wasn't really doing any of the yang stuff, the strength training, you know, the power stuff. So um, that's what I decided that I needed to improve on. And that's why I came to you in the first place, wasn't it, Dan, to, to do some strength training? Yeah, so that's why you came in the first place. And obviously, kettlebells is a big part of that. And we're going to describe strength training in general, but particularly why the kettlebell is such a good tool for improving the yang side if you program, although it's, there's there's so much other fitness equipment and weight training apparatus and things like that, the kettlebell, I don't want to say it reigns supreme, but it's definitely in kind of the top three to five. <laughs> three to five, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depending on who you I, ask. I would ask yeah. you which ones come in order, but yeah. <laughs> so since we started strength training, I have loved the kettlebell and we kept it going all the way through lockdown. It was dead easy. It's at home. It's, it's not like you've got a big weights bench or anything but you can replicate a lot of the exercises off like the gym equipment with a kettlebell so we did it all the way through um lock the various lockdowns that we've had and then I started teaching a class with it called bar and bells on a Saturday morning and I can just see the transformation in in myself as well and in my clients and it's kind of amazing really how far we've come from when we started doing like a double-handed bicep curl. So what we're doing now, it's just unreal. And I can really see the benefits that it's had to my, to myself and to my clients as well. So I'm a big fan of the kettlebell. I'm com- a recent convert really, but I've probably been using it now for about two years since we started our first workshops. And it all started from there, didn't it? Yeah, it started from, the, from that workshop. And like you were saying, during the lockdowns, um, a lot of people started doing home workouts, obviously, and people who were doing strength training were then looking online to buy weight benches and barbells and all these different things. And it's just so messy and so expensive and yeah. there's not much versatility. So you could tell how popular the kettlebell was and and how good of a tool it was just by how much the price increased online. <laughs> Probably it was a good indicator. Like they trebled in price because everyone knew all of a sudden how valuable you were to a strength training program. Yeah. And what I love about it is it's a great strength trainer too, but also it's a great doorstop, but it's very handy just to have like visible, you know, like how things, if they're visible, you'll do them. Like say if chocolate's visible to you, you'll eat it or biscuits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It works the other way as well. So if I, if there's like fruit visible, then you'll eat that as well. But the same with kettlebell, if you've got your kettlebell visible, like have it near the kettle, <laughs> the kettle and the kettlebell. And while you're waiting for the kettle to boil, do some like kettlebell work exercises and it's easy, so easy to fit in. In fact, I heard, um, you know, that Dr. Chatterjee, he was saying exactly oh, yeah. the same thing the other day. Like he keeps his kettlebell in his kitchen so that when he's cooking or waiting for something to 
boil or whatever he does his kettlebell exercise and I think yeah that's it it's so easy to fit in around your everyday life once you know what you're doing yeah James Clear talks about that doesn't he I'm, I'm sure he's got a really intelligent clever name for that concept but yeah it makes habit sense stacking. is yeah. it habit stacking or something like that or make it visible is one of his um four ways to make a habit stick yeah and then that way you you'll be improving all the time without actually realizing you're putting the practice in like if yeah. you go to a gym or a class and do a kettlebell workout you know you've actively participated in practice to improve but if you just do like two minutes every time the adverts come on when you're watching coronation street then over a year you're going to have improved massively without actually realizing what you've been doing which kind yeah. of i don't know that's that's a really added benefit yeah I think that that's the thing with strength training. It creeps upon you. You don't actually realize, but it goes in reverse as well. If you don't strength train, it, it like people suddenly come and go, oh, I've got no strength or my belly's expanded. <laughs> and I didn't realize it goes the other way too. Um, so with makes, cause like I've got a shirt on today, I haven't worn shirts for a while, like, cause it's been summer. Now the weather's getting a bit colder. Like, my arms are like tight around my arms and my shoulders. And I'm like, I haven't Flexing. actually put any weight on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ripped now, Dad. <laughs> well, I wanted to get ripped for 50, didn't I? Last night, for example, we were teaching, I was teaching bar class and we do a lot of um put the resistance bands on the on the bars. And my resistance bands are quite thick ones, they're quite hard. And we were doing like all the pushes and the pulls and stuff. It felt easy. And I know that that isn't easy. And I could see everyone else was like, uh, and the people who would do cowbells were like, yeah, it feels really good. And it's just those little things that do creep up on you. Yeah, well, that's one of the good things about the kettlebell, which we're going to come to. Um, the kettlebell in particular, it has a very good functional carryover into other exercises. Yeah. So when I was speaking about during lockdown, people were looking to get like a bench press in the house. That doesn't really have a good functional carryover into everything else. It's kind of one very specific movement. But with the kettlebell, because you can do so much, thousands and thousands of different exercises and something which you're really interested in is kind of flown between movements as well. Mm. Um, the kettlebell really improves that so like in, in the case you were talking about there you've been using kettlebells for a while but then you go back to using the resistance bands there's going to be a strength carryover yeah which which you never really thought about but then it's if it's really visible then you know how important the kettlebell is and that that is one of the best things about it if you you might think you're just doing it for a workout but soon you realize that it improves all the workouts and just areas of your life in general as well yeah, absolutely. So we are big fans of the kettlebell. Now I've kind of like gone down the more strength, why people need to strength train and you've gone down more why the kettlebell is the, the best tool for strength training. So we'll go through our points from there. So my first one, and like this is without doubt, I would say one of the most important things, reasons why you need to strength train is your bone health. Like my mother always used to say, always start with your foundation garments. If you want anything to look good, start with your foundations. And um, it, it's true. And bones, our skeleton is our foundation, isn't it? If we don't look after our foundation, we have got nothing else to build on. And let me tell you this little fact. In women over 45, osteoporosis accounts for more days spent in hospital than many other diseases, including diabetes, breast cancer, and heart problems. So that is massive. I get a lot of ladies coming to my classes with osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is the precursor to osteoporosis. Now, people, when they come with osteopenia, we can reverse it. 
then that's um, doable because it hasn't gone into full osteoporosis yet. And I've had quite a lot of good success with that. Um, but when it's in osteoporosis, when you've actually got the process, we can start to build, build up the bone strength. But really, you want to be working to not get to that point in the first place. And strength training is one of the best ways to do that. And you need to be starting pre-menopause and then right the way through menopause and post-menopause to make sure that your bones stay nice and healthy. Your bones do all sorts of stuff rather than just providing structure. They also create hormones. They, they're part of your immune system. There's, there's all sorts of things that your bones do that you probably don't realize. So keep your bones healthy. Yeah, it's kind of like your organs as well. Because you can't see them, you don't realize that they need more kind of love and attention from <laughs> from, yeah. like your, from your from your health regime than the stuff that you can see. We have like skincare routines and we we do all these things, but yeah, our bones and our organs are vastly more important than all the superficial yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and people are just interested in like, how do I get rid of my belly fat? And I'm thinking, it's your bones. They get bone health. Start with the bone health. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to kind of. It's harder to sell that to people, though, isn't it? Yeah, get your bones. Um, but yeah, the statue we're given there were a bit scary about the time spent in hospital um, compared to diabetes and breast cancer. You think that those would be far ahead, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so a little bit of prehab comes in. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you can do some prehab and start now, and then hopefully you can you can prevent any of these um, diseases. But if you do get them, then you can probably manage them a lot better. And strength training is a great way to do that. And something like the kettlebell, it's time efficient. You only need one kettlebell. You can do multiple different workouts. Like you say, you can also use it for a doorstop or a hammer or, you know, like a shock put, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, it's really <laughs> handy. The, the versatility does does come in. So, but yeah, anything which is going to strengthen your bones and prevent illness and disease later in life, then start now. Yeah. And strengthening your muscles also strengthens your bones because your bones have to be strong because the muscles are pulling on them more. So that, that via that route of strengthening your muscles also strengthens your bones. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah. Tendons, ligaments, everything like that. The whole, the body works as a as a full unit, doesn't it? We, we tend to just think if we're doing a, a bicep curl, we just work in the biceps, but you're not. You'll be working the humerus, you'll be working the, the ligaments in the elbow, the tendons in the shoulder. So, yeah, try and think of, when you're doing a workout, you're actually working your full body, not just the superficial muscles. They're also getting work too, and and that's where we see the results. Or we burn the belly fat, or we build the muscle. But like you say, your organs are getting blood pumped through them, your lungs work, and your heart's working, and all your tendons are strengthened as well. So these are all benefits which you don't see, but they're probably more important than the superficial stuff. What I really like about the kettlebell is it actually, you know, when you do things like the halo, it's actually really nice feeling even though it's a strength it's strength training but it it's like increases mobility as well so you can actually do more mobility with a kettlebell than what you probably think so it's although it is strength training it is mobility and stability training as well isn't it yeah it's really good for increasing range of motion um, and flexibility as well because a lot of the movements because the kettlebell because of the way it's shaped it's kind of the, the center of gravity is not in the middle, like a like a dumbbell or a weight plate, mm. for instance. Um, there's the handle and then there's the weight. So it increases coordination, gets your core turned on. And like you were saying, something like the halo, it's kind of like a weighted stretch in some instances. Yeah. Like normally when we stretch, it's just all body weight or we can use resistance bands sometimes. But using the kettlebell can often feel like a weighted stretch. 
Mm-hmm. So there's there's that benefit comes in. Um, like you say, the the functionality is really good, and you probably don't realize how good it is until you do some of these movements. Yeah, yeah. And also, one of the things that I notice about people is they all say, oh, my muscles are tight. Like, say, in your shoulders, that's a classic one, isn't it? Your shoulders to your neck. You always go, oh, my muscles are really tight. But actually, when you look at them, they've got that rounded shoulder posture, and you think, and you're not tight. Because if your muscles were tight, you'd be back, back here. It's your pectorals that are tight, and these muscles are taut. So um, strength training is actually much more beneficial in that case because your muscles are being held in a lengthened position. So strengthening those up and stretching out the actual tight muscles of your pecs at the front, then that really helps. And I find that the flowing through the movements um, with kettlebells really strengthens up the mid-back muscles. So they take out all the stress from your neck yeah, so the the mid back muscles, like you said, it's very common for them to to be the cause of problems for kind of even things like migraines. People think it's a you know they have some I don't know a brain tumor and they go and get an MRI scan. You could just have really tight muscles, which you you know what I mean, yeah. causing stress headaches. Um, so yeah, using the kettlebell strengthen the muscles, particularly in the posterior chain, is really good because a lot of workout routines, um, the the focus on what you would call the mirror muscles. So it's the muscles that you can see directly in front of you in the mirror, like the um, the six pack muscles or the rectus abdominis, the quads, um, the the pectorals. But then you forget about the back of your body, like you say, the mid back, the hamstrings, the glutes, the lower back. These are really, really important, and maybe more important if you have well, definitely more important if you have bad posture. So there's so many kettlebell exercises which force you to strengthen the posterior chain, like you say. It makes your posture look better. You know what I mean? Who doesn't want a nicer looking bum, nicer looking legs? It, um, it things like the kettlebell swings and goblet squats, all these things correct posture and strengthen the muscles down the back of your body. So that's that's a massive benefit. When when we're working with a kettlebell, I always find like surprisingly that the core switches on much more than what you think. And I think because I'm really aware of when the core switches on, but it's like it really does make your core switch on, doesn't it? So it's like a proper core strength train training system, but without doing core, what you think would be traditional core exercises, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't. It's like not an isolation exercise for the core. Mm. It's definitely like an integration, integration movement. Integration, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the often some of the, like most of these exercises, the kettlebell is moving with quite a bit of momentum. And like you say, the center of gravity is not directly in the middle. So you, your body really has to work efficiently and how it was designed to do, like your core has to switch on first and stabilize. Um, so you will feel like you're getting a good core workout. But if you're used to doing traditional isolation exercises, that might feel a little bit strange. Yeah. But it, it's a sign that you're doing it right. Also. Yeah. I mean, I'm a massive convert to this. So I just want to talk a little bit about sarcopenia, which is age-related muscle mass loss. Um, it um, affects 10% of adults over the age of 45. And for every year after the age of 40, you start to lose 3% of your muscle mass. And then that accelerates till about eight. When you're about 80, you're losing 6% of muscle mass per year, which when you think it's huge. And when you haven't got any muscle mass, of course, you've got no strength in your muscles. So your posture will, will, um, your posture will 
decline. You won't be able to lift things as um, as you used to be able to. You won't be able to get things, simple things like getting in and out of a car, climbing upstairs, carrying your shopping. Those kind of things will become much harder for you. Um, but the good news is about sarcopenia is it can be reversed by doing strength training. So yay, big up for the strength training again. <laughs> yeah, when you're younger, you would you think strength training is just something which is fun that's going to make you like superficially look good. Obviously, yeah. it makes you feel good. Um, but then as you age, it becomes a necessity. It's it's yes. not it's, it's not a luxury anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a non-negotiable. It is it's just as important for your health as like good food, good sleep. You, you have to do it because like you say, you don't want to leave it too late and be in the rehab stage. Why not go early and, and make it prehab and just get these healthy habits in before it becomes not too late, but like you don't need to suffer is what I'm trying to say. If you're thinking about that, it's too late. Just let me tell you this. I've got two ladies in their seventies who come to my kettlebell class and they are awesome and because they've never stopped doing it they haven't lost it and they absolutely love it in fact those two are the ones who go who like push to go harder and stuff and like can, can we do an extra round <laughs> the rest of us are all like dying going no and they're like they're the two ones that are like come on we'll do another round they love it absolutely love it yeah we have at the gym we have one woman in particular linda who i think she's in her late 70s and she uses kettlebells she uses she comes to like the strength training classes and she does like high intensity interval training obviously to her standard but she absolutely loves it and she just completed the coxo 10k run the other day as well <laughs> and like she just it's just a, a mental um it's, it's like an attitude she has she just won't yeah. be she just thinks well you know i'm enjoying it it's making me feel good and she won't take no for an answer she wants to try everything and it's so refreshing to see that kind of spirit in someone yeah, I love that. I think like, you know, you see so many people walking around and they've got bad posture, they're in pain. And then you've got these like shining beacons of people who are healthy and they're fit and they're uh, like, yes, they they get injured. Like both of them, one lady's got a bad knee, one lady's got a bad shoulder and had a double hip replacement, but they still crack on with it, you know, and like they just do it and they know the benefits of it. So, and um, they absolutely love kettlebell training. Both of them do. Yeah, everyone's going to get injured. And the thing is, just don't take no for an answer. I mean, don't, if you've got a broken leg, don't come to kettlebells. But <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get injured. Young people get injured. You're going to do things wrong. Like, fair enough. But don't. It's, I, I, but the thing that really annoys me is the whole woe is me thing. Oh, I've yeah. got this. I've got a bad toe. I've got, I don't have time. It's like, well, make time, make it a priority. They're all just excuses. And we, we all do it to ourselves. But like you say, some people are kind of shining lights in the, they just don't take no for an answer. And they and they're fine examples to everyone. I always say to them, God, you're such a good example. Like there's people half your age can't do what you're doing. <laughs> just like, oh, well, we've just always done it. You know, they're very matter of fact about it, but they are amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Big up to them. So there's no reason why you can't do it. And we normally recommend that you start with a four kilogram kettlebell, but they are there are lighter ones as well. So if you're not sure, you can... I've had people come with like a two kilo one just while they're building up the strength because your strength actually builds really quickly. Oh yeah, you'll you'll go from a if you you can find a two kilo kettlebell, you'll go from a two to a four, like straight away. To be honest, yeah. Um, and the good news is, during the lockdowns and the pandemic and everything, prices of kettlebells went up massively because the demand was huge. 
but they are starting to come back down now. <laughs> so get them now before yeah. we yeah. get put into lockdown again. <laughs> I think all the all the suppliers of like people like Argos and Tesco and Amazon, they obviously went to the suppliers and they ordered like massive amounts because they were just kept selling out. But now I think they must have eventually ordered like a million each, and then they eventually <laughs> couldn't sell them all because gyms opened back up. So now they have this huge stock of kettlebells. So they are coming down in price. So if you now probably is a good time to buy them for the. Um, in case the world goes into lockdown for the millionth time. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely be having my collection. <laughs> I've got a little collection. I think I've still got yours. Actually, I use it all the time now. <laughs> um, so joints, we've kind of covered joint strength is one of the things. And what I really like about kettlebell training, training is, um, like you were saying, that you're using momentum through space. It is like flowing through. So um, you're not doing the same movement twice in a way, like because you you creating that that movement, like a kettlebell swing, for example, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Each one could be slightly different, and um, it creates that integral in strength in all of your joints. You're not just putting the joint through the same movement all the time. You creating that nice flow, so lots of different tendons and muscles have to kick in at different times it could be better for coordination better for balance better for power so it's um much better than a dumbbell i think yeah and a lot of the movements like a kettlebell swing is a really good example you um you have to generate power by swinging the kettlebell so pushing the hips through using the shoulders yeah so you're, you're generating force um, by contracting the muscles but often a lot of workouts miss um, using your muscles for deceleration as well. So mm-hmm. you have to stop that kettlebell from just going up and over your head and, you know what I mean, taking your shoulders out the sockets. So you're <laughs> using your muscles for that deceleration as well, which is really important and a lot of workout routines don't do. So you're actually using your muscles to slow the kettlebell down at some point. Mm-hmm. So you're generating the force to, to get it moving, but then you have to eventually slow it down at some point. And, that's, and that has um, a really beneficial effect on your muscles, which a lot of kind of static exercises or bodyweight exercises, they, they cannot replicate. Mm. Um, so a lot of the time when you see people like sprinters, they have these huge hamstrings. It's because it's not because they're sprinting forwards. It's because they have to slow down. <laughs> that's yeah. what the muscles doing. They, they decelerating the body and trying to stop the kettlebell from getting away from you has the same effect. So like you say, a lot of these floor movements, they have really um, kind of multifaceted benefits, like multiple planes of movement. You're not just mm. going, um, like you say, a bench press. You're not just going up and down with the kettlebell. You're going side to side, rotation. You're going over your head. It's um, it's really healthy for the body to move that way. Yeah, and I always try and fit in at least one of the primal patterns in each of my workouts as well. So we get always get a squat, lunge, a bend, twist, push, pull. So that we're getting a full primal pattern workout as well. So those are for those of you who don't know what primal patterns are. They're the things that we should be able to do as humans um, to the primal standard. So if you come along to a kettlebell class, we'll always get in the primal pattern movement, like the full range of them. So it's better for functionality of your body throughout the rest of your life. Yeah, the, the primal pattern system is really good. But if you, you you find that kind of a complicated term, it's just the way the human body moves, isn't it? 
And yeah. me and Jill like to talk about these things all the time. It's where you find it fascinating. But if, you, <laughs> if you're not as fascinated as me and Jill, it's just lots of movements which the human body needs. And if you do them, that's going to make you feel better and look better. So, And just be rest assured that if you ever come to any of mine and Dan's training, we put all the primal patterns in so that um, you don't even have to think about it. <laughs> we think about it for you. Yeah, um, that's, what, that's what you pay us for. Exactly. So um, joint strength, have we talked about joint strength? We kind of have, haven't we? One thing I wanted to say, like just what popped into my head when you were talking about kettlebell swings is something that you probably don't realise, but it's really good for your hands and wrists. Like, you know, we don't carry stuff anymore. Um, you know, we drive to the supermarket, we push things around in a trolley, we push the trolley to our car. Like back in the day, even back to like my mum, I'm just looking at where I, uh, my dad lives over over. It's about it's about a 15 minute walk to the shopping back. Like she would do that and carry like five bags of shopping back and it's uphill. And we just don't do that anymore, do we? You know, who would think about carrying all that shopping up a hill? Yeah. So you when you think in everyday life, the muscles that you use most really for lifting weights are your, your hands and your forearms. Yeah. I know you think about strengthening your legs and strengthening your back, which yet yeah, is really important and your core strength, but as humans that kind of sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom, opposable thumbs, like we, we use our wrists and our yeah. forearms for everything which we're going to lift weight with. So even if you're doing a heavy, a heavy deadlift, you still grab the bar with your hands and your wrists and your forearms. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So I always find like it's really strengthened. Um, I get a lot of clients with carpal tunnel syndrome and stuff and, you know, strengthening really helps those things. And Kettlebell training is so good for that. That that's what I found the pushing stuff through. You actually work on your wrists and your forearms much much more than what you would normally. So a big thumbs up from me for that. Opposable um, thumb. Opposable thumb. <laughs> My opposable thumbs up. Right. Um, reduces the risk of injury. This is one reason to strength train. One of the main reasons that elderly people um, visit the NHS is because they've fallen over. And one of the reasons that they fall over is because they become frail. And one of the reasons they become frail is because they lose their muscle mass and uh, their, their strength. So one of the reasons, one of the ways to stop that is to do some strength training. Yeah, and it's going to, as a put, like building muscle and like you say, it's going to improve all those things. But coordination, so learning to to slow a kettlebell down, learning to move in multiple planes of movement. Balance. It's, not, it's bal yeah, balance, flexibility, range of motion. It's not just the, the weight training aspect, which obviously is really good if you build muscle and burn fat. That's all the other factors, um, which particularly kettlebell is going to improve. So you might take it for granted that you, you've never had a fall, but if you're doing kettlebell training, that might be the reason why. Are you, do you do your kettlebell training barefoot? Because I do. Uh, no, just because... In a gym, it's kind of a policy not to yeah. go barefoot. <laughs> See, but yeah, well, I, I would I would like to do a barefoot on grass, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we do barefoot kettlebell training because obviously I'm in a Pilates studio, so we use, I don't really let people wear their trainers. Um, but I find that doing barefoot, like I can't, I find it really hard to train in trainers nowadays because like I, I like all that micro adjustments through the legs. And you really feel the how important balance and coordination and micro adjustments are when you're doing like a reverse lunge with a push, a kettlebell push, because you're pushing the weight away. So your center of gravity wants to come forward, but you're taking your leg backwards. So, such good. Oh, honestly, I love it. I can't speak highly enough of it. 
Yeah, well, that's why I've got the Vibram five fingers. Oh, you fancy shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listeners, aside, if you've not aside seen Aside from Dan... looking like a gorilla, I do. <laughs> I do have a functional shoes. aspect. <laughs> yeah, so Dan's got these special, special Dan shoes, which are five, like they've got the toes in, haven't they? So they look like those five toed socks, but they're shoes. And then they allow your foot to move. In all directions, right? Yeah, I think I best when we do the kettlebell workshop. I think I better wear them just to. It's, <laughs> it's pretty hard to describe, but um. I think they, I think they look good. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> they look like <laughs> they look like those Veruca socks that you wear. With. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely turn a few heads, don't they? I remember going to check institute. Everybody wears them there. Like I normally just go barefoot everywhere, but I did have shoes on there that day, and uh, it was snowing. And <laughs> the tracks through the snow, everybody had their five-fingered oh, yeah. shoes on. It looked like there'd been a load of like yetis coming through the It's like really weird. Um, okay, now this is one thing we haven't really touched on to get back onto the subject is um mood and improving your mood, confidence, and self-esteem via the, the strength training method. Now, my girls will vouch for me that when we do our kettlebell class on a Saturday morning, they are on fire for the rest of the day. I mean, I do crash about three o'clock, but by then I've done like a hundred things, you know? So you feel absolutely amazing after you've done it. And it's that whole endorphin and adrenaline and all of that, those good fancy hormones that we want in our bodies, especially if you're going through menopause, because the, you know, we've got that other many hormonal stuff. We want the good ones. We want to keep them as much as we can. And one of the best ways to get the good hormones in is to do a, a blowing good strength training workout. Yeah. Short-term and long-term uh, mm-hmm. mood enhancements. So obviously short-term, you're going to get the endorphins, the dopamine, um, if you're doing a class, you're going to get that community feel as well, talking to other people, mm-hmm. all being in a similar situation. Tribal. Yep, tribal. Amazing feeling. Obviously, long term, um, if you're, you're going to look better, feel better, move better, that's going to give you more self-esteem overall for a longer period of time. That's an even bigger bonus. So, and you have confidence in your body that your body will do the things that you want it to do. You know, I have so many people say, oh, I couldn't do that because I'd be afraid of me back at goal. Like, I never think about anything like that. Like, that I don't have, I don't lack confidence that I can't do anything. Like, maybe if you threw us off the side of a cliff, I might like, have a bit of a confidence attack. But in terms of everyday life or doing stuff, I don't ever think, no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I think most people who got chucked off the side of a cliff because we don't have <laughs> wings, we were probably all panic. <laughs> I meant like in an abseiling style, but um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like so many people are worried about, will my knee hold out? Can I do that because of my arm? Can my shoulders gone? I don't know if I could do that, whatever. Whereas um, I think that being strong really improves your self-confidence, not in your everyday life, which reflects out because as Warren, one of our mentors, would say, your posture is an antennae for the universal energies. So if your posture, like I know I'm talking about posture here, but strength training really improves posture, which then improves your mood because your hormones can circulate. You can breathe better, which also improves. Like one of my ladies the other day, and this is quite, I was like, I could have kissed her for saying this. Um, after we'd done the posture project, we're nearly on the six. This is the sixth week this week that's flown over. But she said, it's weird. My energy feels different. And I was like, yes, that's how it should feel. And that's how like all of this stuff, that's how it should feel. Your energy should feel really good because 
you've got all those meridian lines are in the right place, your alignment, your bones, your everything, and you've got that antenna to the universal energy. Yeah, and if ever you mention the word energy to a hippie like me or Jill, then you know you're going to get a thumbs up. <laughs> you can, and you're going to get a long lecture on it. In fact, oh Dan, I've got to tell you this. So you know how um, I love a course, and I couldn't get the scientific stretching course the other day because it kept saying out of stock, even though it's an online course. I managed to get it, and I started watching the videos yesterday. Oh my god, it is amazing. Paul Check is on fire. <laughs> it's just like talking about stretching and how it should be linked to you the Jungian processes of you know intuition and being and spirituality and physicality and how are you doing your program to propel you to your dream all this stuff that we talk about and I was just like oh here's good yeah it's I must admit it's top of my list of costs to get and I will probably have it by the end of the year probably I mean I've got one credit to use or probably like the Black Friday sale so yeah, if it goes cheaper in the Black Friday, so I'll be well paid off. But yeah. honestly, I watched the first few lectures yesterday and I was just like, I started just saying, the first one's like 18 minutes or something. So I thought, I'll just watch that one. But I was waiting for the postman to come. And then I thought, no, I've got to watch the next. So I ended up watching about three or four of them because they were that good. And then I thought, I can't watch anymore because it's too much for my brain to process, you know, like when he's talking about oh, all yeah, this, like yeah. why you need to stretch and what it's doing to you and how it aligns you to your universal energy. And I was just like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. It's, I remember, like you said, you kind of watch too many because it's, it can be a bit overload. Like yeah. when I went to see him in Oxford for four days, like by, <laughs> by, about, 30, to... by about 30 minutes in, I was like, it's going to be a long <laughs> week. <laughs> Yeah, but energy is everything. Einstein said that. And, you know, looking after your own energy, being a good container for your own energy, that's what it's all about. And that's what strength training does. It gives you the, the vessel, the vessel to be able to contain your energy, to, to go forth into the world, into the planet and do good things. Absolutely. Yeah. If that's not the biggest benefit at all, then hey, don't use a kettlebell. <laughs> Just don't bother coming to our workshops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, where were we up to? Improved confidence, self-esteem. It gives you your mojo back. Ask my Saturday morning girls. It improves your posture, your antenna to the universe. It improves your energy levels. And if we haven't convinced you yet, here's another thing. If you get hot flushes, like ladies, not, I mean, do men get hot flushes? I don't know. Maybe in the andro, andrenopause. In the menopause, women suffer from hot flushes and Strength training alone can reduce those by 50%. Now, if that's not a good enough reason, I don't know what is. Yeah, and 50% is a huge margin, isn't it? I know. Like it's, Imagine if absolutely... you had like 10 a day and went down to five a day. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's uh, massive. No, that's absolutely huge, yeah. Like you say, if, uh, if all the other benefits weren't big enough, then that could be like the game changer for a lot of people. For a lot of women, because it's women who don't do strength training because they think, I don't know, women have this, vision that they're going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger like hell no <laughs> you're not going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger because he took a lot of things to make him that size and that's we're not going to be doing that uh, or that level of lifting so your 45 minute class once a week is not going to turn you into Arnold <laughs> yeah. Schwarzenegger Arnold did a lot more than, <laughs> a little uh, bit he more took than a lot that. of things <laughs> So, yeah. So and one thing, what I should say is that that 45 minute class, it is so time efficient. Yeah. Time efficient is, is massive. It's, 
it's time efficient and if you I know once you learn how to use a kettlebell it's then it's um it's efficient with space efficient with time efficient with equipment uh, it's just so versatile like you say you can you can do a 20 minute workout and be absolutely beat and got all of the benefits which you're looking for a workout you get um, just as much of a cardiovascular workout as if you if you mm-hmm. think you went for like a traditional run or a cardiovascular session um because your heart rate stays up um like you say and that's just 20 minutes you don't need to do this long-winded routine of being in the gym for an hour and a half if you know how to do it right which obviously me and jill know how to do it right and there is a way to, to do it um then yeah really time efficient it just it eliminates excuses you don't need loads of fancy equipment you just need one kettlebell okay you need 20 minutes and you need like one room one small room to be in so uh, there's really no excuses there i know so um with regards to that dan and i are running a workshop in the next couple of weeks um in november which you can find on my website but um what we teach in that workshop is the correct techniques and like we always say once you learn it properly in the first place and get it into your muscle memory and get it into your head then you'll never go wrong with that but you've got to learn it correctly in the first place so we get our sticks out don't we dan get the trusty stick out and what's what's that start it takes 10 times longer to unlearn a faulty movement pattern than than if you just learn it correctly in the first place in the first place yeah so yeah. it's well worth learning it in the first place correctly which dan and i will teach you in the beginners workshop i think we've got about 16 18 i can't remember off the top of my head it's, it's, there's, a, there's a good lot of exercises that we teach you which are the basics which we you, we would expect you to do first and then you can build on that but these are the basic exercises, which we'll then show you how to build a program, your own program with them. Um, so you could do nice and easy five-minute workouts, easily build your own for, for your body and create, a, create your own workouts. Yeah, there's so much variety. So that's that's the good thing about doing the workshop. You learn how to build a program yourself. So if you, like you say, we teach so many exercises, you can then pick and choose which ones you particularly like, which ones you want to improve on, um, what order you like doing them in, if you want to split them up into upper body, um, lower body. So everyone's different. Some people just like doing them all in one routine. Some people like breaking it up. Some people like doing it for one minute. Some people like doing it for 10 minutes. It's, yeah, once you know how to, to plan it for yourself, then the, the possibilities are endless, really. And it, like I say, eliminate excuses because you know you're going to do a workout which you enjoy and you know how to do it safely and effectively, then like you say, most of your clients who have used the kettlebell, they're going to see the benefits. I think it's actually been quite transformational for them. So, yeah. So it's well worth it. So if you are fancying learning it all correctly and want to come and hear me and Dan and the crack. Um, we have got a two-hour workshop at my studio on Saturday in November, and I'm just trying to quickly scroll in my calendar to find out which Saturday it is. It's the 13th of November at 11 o'clock, two-hour workshop. And um, in that workshop, like we say, we teach you the basics, we teach you why you need to do it, we teach you how to do it. And then we'll show you how to build your own workouts. You also get a recording of the session. You get all the recordings to keep 
of us doing the exercises and, sh- and all the teaching points. And um, you've got like a worksheet as well, haven't you? Yep. And then if and when you master all the beginner movements, um, somewhere down the line, like we've done in the past, we'll do a more advanced mm-hmm. version as well because the kettlebell, like I say, it's so versatile. You can, once you learn the basics, you then you feel as though you want to get better and stronger and and make it more complex. So we teach those movements as well. So this one is to build the foundation, but hopefully you'll you'll get the kettlebell bug and you'll want to come back and, and do the more advanced stuff because that's fun as well. Yeah, and you'll be surprised at how quickly you can. What I like about the kettlebell is you actually it's it's an indicator like you could like I've gone up to a six kilogram one now for like the the upper body work and like when I first started on the four kilogram one I was like oh my god this is so hard but now I'm using the six kilogram one and I'm back to oh my god this is so hard but yeah I'm actually know that I've made progress over the last year. Yeah, and you need to do that. Track it, isn't it? Yeah, it's called progressive overload. So your body just adapts really quick. So, like you said, you build when you're using the four kilo kettlebell all the time. Your body then builds lean muscle because it knows it's going to be moving that kettlebell very often. So then, once you build the muscle, it now thinks, well, I can cope with this pretty easy. So the adaptations stop. So then you need to use the six, which is just the, the, the sign that you're doing it really well. Yeah. So it's easy to track your progress. You can actually see it. You can physically see it. You can physically feel it. So yeah, everybody should be lifting the kettlebells. And if you don't know how to do it, get along to our workshop. Yeah, because there'll be, there won't just be kettlebells. There'll be kettlebells. There'll be the crack. There'll be 80s music. There'll be sticks. There'll be my hippie shoes. I'm sure Jill will be drinking like a green shake in there somewhere. Uh- <laughs> It'll be like a, a hippie heaven. Yeah, Dan's Dan's shoes are worth coming along to with us on their own. <laughs> it's worth the entry fee alone. <laughs> so if you want to join us, then I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And it's on my website. If you go into book a class and just type in kettlebell workshop in the search bar, it'll come up on there if you can't find it. Or it just drops a line if you can't find it and you want to join. And yep. it's got an early bird price on until the 30th of October. So get booked up before then. Yep. Beat the queue. Excellent. Have you got anything else to add, Dan? That's me done. Okay. So get booked on now. We've got some spaces going and um, yeah, join the strength training revolution. Yep. Yep. It'll be a, it'll be good fun and you get, you'll definitely get the benefits and join the kettlebell gang. Yep, exactly. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Of course, we release new content every Monday and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, everywhere, really. And please remember, if you've enjoyed this, to pass the pod. Yep, great. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Thank you.